People of the Book on 101.9 High FM. This is People of the Book, and we have two interviews today. We're starting with Vanessa Raffaele, the debut author of Plus One, a novel. Uh, this is my big shout-out. This is the best holiday read for 2018. It really is a great, great read. And Vanessa joins us in the studio. Vanessa's no stranger to South African and UK media. She's worked in newspapers and in magazines. She was based in Cape Town until a few years ago when she decided to move into other areas of interest outside of magazine publishing. Welcome to the studio. Thank you, Stephen. And thank you so much for such an entertaining, really gripping read. Oh, you've made my day. (laughs) You have to first get through the first question, which is please introduce yourself in your own words and on your own terms. I'm Vanessa Raffaele. I'm Jane Raffaele's mother. (laughs) No, I'm joking. I'm Vanessa Raffaele. I'm 53 years old. I'm the mother of um, three children and um, wife of a wonderful husband. I have had an interesting life and I've written a book and I am surprised. (laughs) Surprised by what? Um, I'm surprised by the fact that this book has actually happened. I feel like I've won the jackpot, um, and I still can't quite believe it. It was our launch in Joburg last night, and I almost felt I had to pinch myself because I think the thing about writing a book is that if you are a book fan like I am, I'm a proper respecter of fantastic literature. Um, Great writers don't necessarily inspire you. They intimidate you. And for years and years, I thought, I can't compete. I can't stand in the same company. I can't be on the same shelves. And I never did it. And then at 50, I decided that that voice was a bullying voice in my head and did it. And it really, and and that's where the surprise is. That's how I feel now, looking at it, that it's tangible and it's actually here. And most importantly, hearing people say great things about it. It's just a fantastic feeling. So let's move straight on to the book. Can you please introduce Lisa Lassiter, Claudia Hemingway, and also introduce the basics of the novel? So this is a book about two youngish women who have the kind of power that young women have. Um, Lisa Lassiter is deputy editor on a big, commercial, successful women's media brand in London. And Claudia is her... um, Probably be with a with a bullet star, be list with a bullet star friend who is an actress about whose career is about to take off. Um, Lisa is the plus one in the novel, and what the novel really is about is um, people is about the unevenness of power wherever you find it, and the kind of power different powers that people have, and how dangerous those are when they form part of res- of relationships which require respect and trust and for people to be decent, basically. How much of yourself did you write into Lisa? You know, I think it was Kate Atkinson who said you write, um, you you bake imaginary fruitcakes but using real plums and um, that's writing fiction. And certainly for a first novel, people said you must write what you know. So I did. Um, I did have, I did spend a lot of time um in in the kind of areas and, and surroundings that the book is written in. Um, and so I guess there is a little bit of a plum of me there in, in places. Lisa Lassiter is from Cape Town and she moves to England and then she moves back to Cape Town as well. And she is in the, 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 the media storm, which is really uh, not so much a storm. It really is. It's a hurricane in London. Um, 
we, we, we're in discussion, we're in conversation with Vanessa Raffaele, the author of Plus One. It's her debut novel. This is People of the Book on 101.9 High FM. We will be back with more conversation, more questions, and more insights into the creative process with Vanessa straight after this ad break. People of the Book on 101.9 High FM. This is People of the Book on 101.9 High FM. We're in the first of two interviews for today. We're interviewing Vanessa Raffaele, the South African author of Plus One. As I said, this is the holiday read for 2018. You should all be on the beach in wherever you are, holding Plus One and reading about the story of Lisa Lassiter, Claudia Hemingway, how Lisa was the Plus One for Claudia. Go to London through the book. Come back to Cape Town, live through this maelstrom of celebrity and media. Um, back to questions and answers and conversation. In the book, Lisa works for a, a, a magazine. Uh, you call it a media brand. It's, to people like me, it's just a, it's a magazine, I suppose, with a with a with a platform on the internet as well. And it's called Full Fee Fee. Okay, it's the Fee. French word Fee. Yes. And the holding company is this dominant magazine company that brings to mind Hearst magazines or maybe Condé Nast. And then there is the company owner, David, <laughs> who is so pretentious and so powerful with his own rags to riches story. And there's so many colorful people who work in fee. There's the editor who's got a drinking problem and there's the gay guy who walks into this really feminine office. Describe the, this whole setting Well it really is This is a company on the Edge of a pre- precipice the, the, the book is set at the point That these magazine brands Were really losing their power And people are in some degree Of trauma And the, the Lisa herself Who is actually a very moral and ethical person Has found herself starting off in a career Where she was doing something good Where she was uplifting And in a position of feeling like her her career actually mattered and ended up working on a catalogue of stuff for sale. Um, David, whose actual name was Dave, although if you reminded him of that, he would probably kneecap you, um, is a guy who has profit share in the business. And he and the other men who run this business are fundamentally interested in the money. And this is a contradiction that many of us in the business understand very well in that these magazine brands and the media brands are there supposedly to uplift and empower women, but were often back in the day, and certainly in the world that I describe, run by men who were interested in the bottom line. So there's a kind of hypocrisy and a contradiction there. And that's one of the things that she grapples with, Lisa. So what happens in, in the book and um, and the sort of climax in the middle of the book that the, that the rest of the book hinges off is that Lisa running away from or escaping the kind of unpleasantness of her life, goes off with Claudia onto a yacht in the middle of the Aegean. There's the party to end all parties, lots of celebrities, one very shady character who's also very powerful and superficially beloved, a movie producer and film star, who might or might not have been a serial abuser and rapist of young women. And um, at this party, there is all kinds of drugs, all kinds of misbehavior, and someone who really shouldn't have died, dies. And... um, the three, the three main characters in the book, Lisa, Claudia, and her brother, Liam, who is her agent and also who becomes an important character in Lisa's life, um, basically spend the next 10 years of their life coming to terms 
with what happened on that boat. That's, uh, as you said, that's the kernel of the book, and it really is like such, it's like a black hole. It's a point of gravity with such an intense pull. The, the rest of the story really is like uh, just orbiting that point. But more about that when people read the book. We're, gonna, we're not going to give any more out. But as I said, this is the holiday read of 2018. You have to get, if your book club hasn't got plus one yet, you have to get Plus One by Vanessa Raffaele. You have to read about this vortex of what happened on the boat in just off Mykonos. Uh, it'll, it'll keep you guessing as well the whole way through to the end. But it just mentioned there's so many big weighty themes that your book does address. The changes in the media landscape, especially with social media and the internet destroying normal print journalism as we know it. And then also the Me Too, the hashtag Me Too movement, and you've put that into the book with this possible serial abuser. So it's, it's very, very topical as well as a great read. Now, one of the things that I had a lot of fun experiencing when I read Plus One is you've got a gossipy style with an insider's knowledge you're revealing how the worlds of media, fashion, and celebrity all intersect and how they work. How much fun did you have in writing all of that? Well, I think I, I, think I definitely sort of wrecked some revenge on some people <laughs> in my past. There isn't that normal disclaimer that, this, um, that these characters are not based on anyone living. I don't think I ever bothered to put that in. So I had a lot of fun, and it was very cathartic as well. Strangely, though, you know, I had a very long and happy career here in South Africa and in the same industry. And when I was writing the book, I wondered why I didn't, why all of the satire and the anger, such as it was, was coming out for an earlier time. Because, you know, as we know, and as the Me Too movement tells us, a lot has changed, not much has changed. But I think the real thing was coming back to this notion of power and female power is that when I was lucky enough to come back to South Africa, um, firstly, my mother, um, Jane Raffaele, um, was the doyen of publishing and able to give us the privilege, the extreme privilege of having a base in a family business to come back to. And that, but my sister and I, Julia, who still runs the company, earned our way into running that company. So we had our own power. We were the owners of our own destiny, and we were the, we could make the decisions about ourselves. Looking back to London and to New York and to all of those areas, the kind of power that women have, young women particularly, is a very fragile power. You know, people say if you're beautiful and charming and you have the power to be an object of sexual interest to a man, you should use that power to get through the door. That was a message that was very strong in my youth. And in the absence of being taken seriously for a lot of the things that Lisa is, she's an award-winning journalist, she's a, she's a proper great leader of her team, they respect and love her. What, is, what fundamentally gets her places is her good looks, her charm, her ability to move through all these social circles. The problem is for that kind of power for women is that the gatekeepers of the door are particularly a particular kind of man, a man often who has, like David, had to stab people in the back trample on people, break kneecaps to get to where they are. They definitely are holding on to their power very strongly. Those gatekeepers are the ones who decide what happens after the door is closed. So those young women, and that is also the nub of the book, is that all of that charm and um, accomplishment really is until Lisa finds her own strength and owns her own power and can make her own decisions, they're very vulnerable, those women. 
And even if you are an incredible, I wrote very many scenes about the reality of being beautiful and famous and successful in Hollywood and how incredibly vulnerable and fragile those women are. So, um, the, you know, the, the, that, that really to me is, is the actual nub. It's what's going on underneath in the book. This, this, this is, uh, in the words of Vanessa Raffaele, the author of Plus One. We'll be back with more conversation straight after this ad break. People of the Book on 101.9 High FM. This is People of the Book on 101.9 High FM. We're in conversation with Vanessa Raffaele, the author of Plus One. It's a local writer. This is her debut novel. A lot of it is set in London in the world of fashion, media, and celebrity. Another great enjoyment that I had in reading the book was take, taking apart your, your characters. Some of them, are, they, I felt they were composites made up of a number of real people, and then the job is for the reader to have extra fun behind just the, the actual thrilling plot is to take apart who they really are. But you actually help us so kindly because the, the main Hollywood actor is – Morty or Mordy and uh, you describe him in such a way that he's almost a composite of Tom Cruise and George Clooney but then you say that Tom Cruise had this to say about him so you're giving us all those pointers the whole way through thank you (laughs) (laughs) it's almost we all we all read the magazines or we, we watch the media from a distance but you were part of that world so you saw things going on as you said you had so much cathartic pleasure in writing people into the book I hope you sent them copies of the book and told them <laughs> what pages to look at <laughs> I don't know about that I had you know I had a, t- a time of being um, a girlfriend of someone very powerful in Hollywood and it's an interesting experience I think that for me even at the time um, I felt very much the outsider. And as a journalist outsider, the same as Lisa, you use that for observation. And I think in some way, not that I ever thought I would write a book, I was always storing these memories. So I can tell you what I wrote about Hugh Grant. It's absolutely true. Hugh Grant used to do that in the <laughs> 80s. I saw it once at eye level myself. I'm not going to give it away. Please buy the book. <laughs> but a lot of it is absolutely as I observed, as I lived, being someone who was not a part of it. Because if you are the girlfriend of the movie producer, you're invisible. You really are. And that invisibility, if you are a note-taker and a storyteller, has been very, was very useful at the time. I, I did wonder about the veracity of that, but it is, apparently it's true. <laughs> Absolutely true. More reasons for you to get plus one for your book club or to t- buy it uh, when you're going on holiday. It's a great, great holiday read. But as you've heard, they're very weighty topics that Vanessa has dealt with as beneath, beneath, beneath the actual flashy surface of the book. How did the idea for the book come about? Um, I, I suppose it's a strange one. It popped into my head, fully formed. I thought, I thought about an experience I had had. And one of the best questions you learn to ask as a writer, if you want to move your plot along, is what if? And when you are a first-time writer and you're not very confident, which was what I was, I mean, I never have thought of myself as a writer per se, um, the question, what if, nagged at me. And that was the question of, if you are young and attractive and up for a party and it goes wrong, what if, what happens? Especially if you're in a confined space. That is, um, you know, the, 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 um, the notion of being... Agatha Christie always put her, plotted her um, books in 
in trains because or country houses because then it was only a limited amount of suspects. But the boat and the notion of this crazy party with so much dangerous stuff going on and two very, very interesting characters at the heart of it was really where the idea came from. It was just the answer to a big what if. And from there, the rest of the that the story just spooled itself out. No, it never spooled itself <laughs> out. It was written 16 times. It was actually one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. I literally tr- wrote that. Wrote, there are 16 files of plus one on my computer. It takes a lot of hard work. Nothing spools out easily. And if it does, it's not good. <laughs> so this was a real labor of love over a number of years. You know what it was, Stephen? It was a labor of, I'm 53 years old. I've I've kicked over the sandcastles of my career. I was scared to write a book. And now that I've started, I'm not going to be the bully who says you can't or that's not good enough or that was rubbish, leave it. So even though some of those early drafts were certainly rubbish and people told me they were, um, I think that I owed myself as a woman of a certain age, the age that perhaps we become less all those things the girls are in the book, um, a little bit invisible, a little bit less relevant, perhaps a little less confident. I didn't want to be part of the voices keeping me in that space. I wanted to say to myself, you never thought you can do it. Now you've tried. You're going to finish it, and it's going to be good. And the whole process of writing 16 drafts, you must have learned a lot about your own creative abilities and your own self in that process. Well, you know, Someone asked me last night like, what the easiest part of writing the book was, and I said the bad drafts were the easiest parts. So what you, what you learn, and you learn great respect for people who do many of these books. Um, Terry, who's the MD of Pan Macmillan, asked me when the next one was coming out, and I said to her, it took me 53 years to write this one. It might take a little while for the next one, which actually, by the way, is about a Jewish heroine. Um, so I want her to come out because I'm kind of a bit in love with her. She's middle-aged and cross, um, divine and cross, and she's got a shady past. But it is so hard, and it takes time. And also for mothers and for working mothers, one of the things you need to write a decent book is you need focus and time and peace. And, you know, I have three of my own children and another one who's around the whole time. And it takes – and I run a big business, and I have to make a living, and I have to – look after my family as well and my and have a relationship with my husband that most precious thing of all is time so when do you find the time at the side of football um games waiting to pick up children from school in the time that i was privileged enough to leave my job and have a big void of who am i and what am i going to be um subsequent to that period in my life i have started this facebook group which has been also one of the great joys of this year for me, The Village, which is um, actually the, the greatest love, and it's a community support group of 25,000 parents of tweens and teens. And um, that has started to take up even more of my time and to climb even more and distract me even more. So where I find time going forward, I don't know, but I really want to because I'm kind of in love with this new character of mine. And you've unleashed the writing genie, so now it's out there. It's not that easy. You know that second album syndrome? No, I don't know. I look back and I think, who managed that book? That's amazing. Um, But I'm going to try. I am going to try. I think the world needs another cross and funny Jewish middle-aged woman character. I think think we do. We deserve her. Is it set in South Africa? It is. It's set in Cape Town at the moment, but also in Israel. We're looking forward to that in a few years. She has a shady past in Israel. Um, and then when you're not writing and managing a Facebook page and mothering and being a wife 
and running a business, do you read? And if you do, what and who do you read? I read voraciously. You know, I was one of those little girls who, when I didn't have a book, would read the back of a cereal packet. And I still say now, if it's about vacuum cleaners, I'll read it if it's well written. Um, at the moment, I'm halfway through the Kate Atkinson, and I have finished Tim Winton's Shepherd's Hut, which was my um, which was my book of the year. Um, a hard read. I don't. I challenge anyone to say it. They enjoyed it. But I just admire him so much. Um, but I still devour long reads, non-fiction. I've, I've read your um, Havari, I've remembered. Yuval Noah Harari. sorry. 21 Lessons for the 21st Century. I've read that and I've read the other two. And um, I, will, I, 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 I read like a vacuum cleaner. I think you're not living if you're not learning. And the best way still to learn is to block off the rest of the world and focus on the written word because that partnership of – a genius or such a talent and your brain interacting with it free of anyone else is one of the greatest privileges. I always thought that authors were the best friends that they never knew. I, you know, they, the, my best friends and they never knew I was their friend. Well, I couldn't put it any way better for a show called People of the Book that it's the opportunity in the pages of a book for a genius to interact with your mind without any distractions. We've just finished our conversation with Vanessa Raphael. The book is Plus One. It's published by Macmillan. It's, a gr- as I've been saying the whole time, this is the best holiday read for South Africans. If your book club hasn't got it yet, request it, from the, re- request it for your book club. It's Plus One. It's a great thriller. It's set in the intersection between media, fashion, and celebrity. The center of the story, as Vanessa said, is this 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 incident that happens on this wild yacht party in the agency. And it's just a great, great read. Thank you so much for coming in, sharing your your story and your novel with us on High FM. And good luck for this book and with the process for writing the next one. We want to see that old Jewish, that middle-aged Jewish lady. Not old. Middle-aged, middle-aged. Jewish lady <laughs> coming off the page into real 3D life. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you for having me on.